Shalom to all. Today's office is Zion. We are starting the eighth line, the first word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sar, Basar Yaakov, Maisha, Hernish, Shamash, Revan Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Rivka, Basar Meir Zev, Hernish, Shamash, Revan Aliyah. Now, what's important to keep in mind over here is the difference between Chalitza Kshera or Gemura and Chalitza Psula. If a man is allowed to marry his Yavama, but he decides to do Chalitza, that Chalitza is called Kshera or Gemura. But if he's ushered to his Yavama, either because of a love or for some other reason, but since he still has a Zika, they need Chalitza, that Chalitza is called Psula. Not that it's actually possible. It's just not a full-fledged chalitza. Puzzle over here would be best translated as lacking or deficient. In other words, the stronger the attachment between Yavam and Yavama, the more powerful the chalitza is. The weaker the attachment, the weaker the chalitza. Now, one of the nafkaminas would be if the chalitza potters the tzara. If it was a chalitza gemura, then the tzara is going to be automatically potter with that chalitza. But if it's psula, the tzara wouldn't be potter, and the tzara herself would also need chalitza. Now, the Gemara begins explaining something that we mentioned yesterday. Gufa, Amr, Shmuel, Shmuel had said, Chalitza, Chayas, Tzars, if he did chalitza to the sisters, so then their tzars are not but if he did chalitza to the tsars, then the sisters are pater. What was his case? Three brothers, two married to two sisters. Each one that was married to his sister also had another wife. Those that were married to the sisters died, so now we have four women. Two of them, which are sisters, are falling to the third brother, that's Levi. So on that case, Shmuel had said that if he did chalitza to the sisters, the tsars are not pater because it's not a chalitza kshera, and the tsars would also need chalitza. But if he did chalitza to the tsars, so then the sisters are going to be pater with that because chalitza gemura. We're going to mention just two more cases before we come back to this case to analyze it. Another case is chalitza balas. Again, if he did chalitza to the one that had to get loy nifter tsar, the tsar is not pater, but the tsar nifter balas again. If he did chalitza to the tsar, so then the balas again is pater. If he did chalitza to the one that had mimer, then the tsar is not pater. The tsar nifter balas mimer. But if he did chalitza to the tsar, then the balas mimer is pater. We're not going to focus on those cases for now. But going back to that first case, the Gemara asks, "My is the loin of Why is the one he does chalitza to the sisters? Their tsars are not pater. The havilai achayz isha bezika because these two sisters are usher to him bezika. Since they're both zakuk to him, he's not going to marry either one of them because it's going to be achayz zekukasai. And therefore, when he gives them chalitza, that chalitza is a chalitza psula. It's not a full chalitza." And that's why their tsars are not pater. Even it gives chalitza to the tsaras, the sisters shouldn't be pater because they are tsaras achais isha bezika. Since he's zakuk to the sister, he's not allowed to marry the tsara either. So the chalitza to the tsara is also chalitza psula. So why should the chalitza to the tsara pater the sister? So Gemara says, Kasavar Shmuel ain't zika, Shmuel hold ain't zika, therefore he would be allowed to marry the tsara. And therefore, when he gives chalitza to the tsara, that's a chalitza gemura. As the Gemara of Amr Shmuel yesh zika, Shmuel says yesh zika. The Gemara answers, He's saying this according to the one that holds the opinion Ein Zika. Ask the Gemara, hold on. If you're going to say that he holds Ein Zika in this case, or at least we're going according to the person Ein Zika, if he gives Chalitza to the sisters, so then why are the Tsars Pater? If we're saying Ein Zika, that means he should be allowed to marry the sisters, which means that when he gives them Chalitza, that's a Chalitza Gemura, it's a Chalitza Kshera. So we continue analyzing. We understand that the Tsara of Rachel, she should not be Pater with Chalitza that was given to Rachel. Why is that? Kim to Chalitza Leah, since he first gave Chalitza to Leah, she's the first sister, Bahadur Chalitza Rachel, and now he's giving Chalitza to Rachel, Havila Chalitza to Rachel, Chalitza Psula, then the Chalitza of Rachel would be Apostle Chalitza. Why is that? Because since he had already given Chalitza to Leah, Rachel's sister, so he's not allowed to marry Rachel anyway because she's a Chais Chalitza, and therefore the Chalitza to Rachel is a Chalitza Psula. So we can understand why the Tzara of Rachel wouldn't be Potter with the Chalitza that Rachel herself received. Al Tzara de Leah Tifter, the Tzara of Leah, she should be Potter with the Chalitza that Leah received, because again, if we're saying Ein Zigo, Levi should be allowed to marry Leah, and when he doesn't marry her but gives her Chalitza, that's a Chalitza Gmura, that's Chalitza Kshera, and the Tsar should be Pater. Why are we saying the 
Tsar's Leia is not Potter. So the Gemara says, no, my Leia Niftar Tsar is not Midaka Amar. What does that mean that the Tsars are not Potter? Atsar is Rachel. It means that Rachel's Tsar is not Potter with the Chalitza that Rachel receives. The Gemara asks about Tsar's Ka'amar. We had said Tsarais, plural. So we said, no, Tsarais the Amo. That means generally in such a case, the Tsara of Rachel wouldn't be Potter. Ask Mari Hachi, if so, Chalitza Tsar's Niftar Achayis, in such a case, if the Tsara received Chalitza, that means the sisters would be Potter. How could that be? But Tsar's Rachel be Miftar, would the Tsar of Rachel really Potter her if she received Chalitza and not Rachel herself? Again, we're suggesting that since Leah had already received Chalitza, so Rachel's Chalitza cannot Potter up the Tsara. But we're saying that Rachel's Tsara's Chalitza could Potter Rachel. How is that possible? We have a Mishnah. A person's not allowed to marry the Tsara of the relative of his Chalitza. His Chalitza is Leah. The relative of his Chalitza is Rachel. And therefore, the Tsara of Rachel would be also for him to marry. So her Chalitza should not Potter Rachel. So the Gemara answers, Shmuel Nami is talking about a case of whom he started Chalitza with and whom he didn't start Chalitza with. If he started giving Chalitza to the sisters, so then he's now allowed to complete that Chalitza by giving one Chalitza to Tsara and pattering up the sister. Didn't we have a Mishnah? A person's Usr with their Tsara of the relative of his Chalitza. This is referring to the case where we were just discussing if he started giving Chalitza to Leah, which is one of the sisters. So Leah's Tsara is going to be permitted with that Chalitza because that's a Chalitza Gemura. But now he's not allowed to give Chalitza to Tsaras Rachel because Tsaras Rachel is Usr to him as much as Rachel's Usr to him, and therefore he would have to give two Chalitzas. He would have to give a Chalitza to Rachel and her Tsara. However, if he started giving Chalitza to one of the Tsaras, then he's allowed to finish giving Chalitza even to one of the sisters. Then not because we have a Mishnah, a person is allowed to marry the relative of the Tsaras Chalitza. So if he did Chalitza to Tsaras Leia first, since he's allowed to marry Tsaras Leia if he wants to, so he's able to Pater Leia with that Chalitza. And now if he wants, he could even give Chalitza to Rachel. Since he's allowed to marry Rachel, because the one that received Chalitza wasn't Leia, but it was Leia's Tsara, so Rachel is permitted to be married. Therefore, if he does Chalitza with Rachel, Rachel's Tsara would be permitted. So once again, just to review, when Shmuel said, that means if he started giving Chalitza to one of the sisters, so then the second Chalitza that he gives cannot be given to the other Tsara. That's not going to Pater the other sister. But if he started giving Chalitza to the Tsaras, so then that would Pater the sisters, meaning he would be allowed to give the second Chalitza to one of the sisters, and that would Pater her Tsara. Naravashi Omar Vashi says more simply, like you said before, that if he gives Chalitza to the sisters, that's not going to Pater the Tsaras, but if he gives Chalitza to the Tsaras, that's going to Pater the sisters. I, we had asked if you're going to say Yesh Zika, so the same way he's not allowed to marry the sisters, he's not allowed to marry the Tsaras, and so why should giving Chalitza to the Tsaras help Pateren the sisters? The answer is, the Zika that Levi has to the two sisters that fell to him is not strong enough to say that their Tsaras are mamish considered like an erva. The Zika is enough to say that he's not allowed to marry either one of the sisters because she's a chazikukasai. But their Tsaras are not like a regular erva, and therefore the Chalitza to the Tsara is going to be considered 100% Kshera, 100% valid Chalitza, and would Pater the sisters. And now we suggest Tanya Kavasi Dravashi. We have a Brassus just like Ravashi. The Brassus says, If he did Chalitza to the sisters, that does not Pater the Tsaras. What's that Mashma? But if he gave Chalitza to the Tsaras, then that would Pater the sisters. My time, but why is that? Isn't because we hold Yej Zika, but the Zika is not strong enough to make it that the Tsara herself is considered like an Erva? So he says that brass is not a riot because that brass is Beshamai. Then we have a mission, we've had this before. 
you're not Tsaras Laachin, Beshamay allows the Tsaras to marry the brothers. Asking more, if so, if the brass is really Beshamay, Yivumi Nami Tesiabim, the brass should also be talking about Yibum. Why is that brass only talking about Chalitza? Mashma, the Tsaras are not permitted to the brothers. So we answer, it's just like a Rechel Menuri, the Amr he had said, Let's make a tikkun for the Tsaras, since there's Machlokis between Beshamay and Beshil. If these Tsaras are permitted to the brothers, let's just make a Pshara, a compromise that the Tsaras need Chalitza and not Yibum. And that's why the brass didn't say anything about Yibum. We had already said that even though Rabbi Yechim and Nuri wanted to institute that they needed Chalitza, not Yibum, they didn't have enough time. It was Netzav Hashah, the time was chapped, and they never managed to institute Rabbi Yechim and Nuri, so therefore we should have mentioned Yibum in this Brisa. So Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak, he says, that's not right, because Achrav Chazor Vitiknu, afterwards they came back, I guess when they had more time, they came back and they established, like Rabbi Yechim and Nuri, that these Tsars would only get Chalitza, not Yibum, and that's why the Brisa only talks about Chalitza, not Yibum, but again, that Brisa is not a Raya for what Ravashi was saying, because it's very possible that Brisa is going like Beishame, not like Beis Hillel. And now moving on to another case, Yibayilhu, they asked the following question, Chavzayinu and Beizah on top, Balas Agedu, Balas Mimer, we have these two women, one of them has a get, one of them has Mimer, Ezumahen Kodemus, which one comes first? Now what's the case over here? We have two brothers. It's not complicated, simple case. Two brothers, one of them has two wives. He dies, so these two wives fault his brother, Shimon. Now as we know, Shimon is not allowed to marry both of them, he's only allowed to marry one of them. So what does Shimon do? He does something interesting. He writes a get to one of them, he gives them a get, and the other one, he does Mimer, he does Kiddushin. So here's the issue. The moment he wrote one of his Yavama's a get, automatically he's also to both of them. Writing a get to a Yavama is kind of like a bill of disapproval. He's showing he doesn't want to marry her. She still needs Chalitza because she is a Yavama, so the get doesn't really do anything. But since he's showing that he doesn't want to marry her, he's not allowed to marry her. Not only is he not allowed to marry her, he's not allowed to marry the other wife either. But in this case, what's interesting is he did Mimer to the other wife, which means he's showing that he wants to marry her. So again, both of them need Chalitza, but which one of them should be getting Chalitza? So that's what the Gemara's question was. Which one comes first? Which one of them should get chalitza that it's going to automatically pot to the other one? And the Gemara speaks it out. Baal Saget Adifa is the one that received the get. Is she better? Is she stronger? Because he somewhat started a chalitza with her by giving her a get. Perhaps the Baal Saget is stronger because she's closer to Bia. Let's just speak this out in our own words. On one hand, the Baal get is going to be completely free after chalitza, so in a way, that makes her chalitza considered to be gemura. But on one hand, it's also weak because she was already halfway out the door because she already got a get. Or on the other hand, the Balaz Mimer has a strong Zika because they're already halfway to Yibam. So perhaps her Chalitza is the more powerful of the two. However, it's not Gemura because even after Chalitza, she still would need a get. If a Yavim did Mimer to Yavama and decided he didn't want to complete it, he didn't want to be Miyabim her, not only does he have to do Chalitza, but he also has to give her a get. So which one of them should get Chalitza to now Pater the other one? So Ravashi answers, Tashma, we have a Raya. Later on, there's Machlaikas or Megamliel on the Chachamim, but Umadra Megamliel, Megamliel agrees, Shiyesh get Acher Mimer, that if he did Mimer to one woman and he gave a get to the other one, that get is valid, and also Mimer Acher Get. If he had given a get to one woman and Mimer afterwards, that's valid. And the question we're posing is, E get Adif, if get is stronger, Lele Hani Mimer Abbasrei, so Mimer shouldn't help after a get was given. And E Mimer Adif, if Mimer is stronger, Lele Hani Get Abbasrei, giving a get to the other woman shouldn't help after Mimer was done to the first woman. Elolav Shmami Namas, we learn from here, they're the same thing. So it doesn't make a difference whom he does Chalitza with, because they're both at the same level. And on to another situation, Amrav Huna Amrav, some say it's Amrav Yehuda Amrav, we have two sisters falling to the same Yavam. Again, in this case, it would be three brothers to them, 
Abraham married the two sisters. These two brothers died, so the two sisters fall to this remaining brother. He does chalitza to the first one, she's allowed to go marry whomever she wants. Now he does chalitza to the second one, she's allowed to marry whomever she wants. But let's say Mesa Rishayna, the first one died. So Ruvain's wife died, he's allowed to marry Shimon's wife. And for sure, if Shimon's wife died, he's allowed to go marry Ruvain's wife. Why is that? Why is that a for sure? She was Yavama that was Mutter. She became Usser. Now she came back to being Mutter again, so she's back to her original Heter. What does that mean? When Ruvain died, so his wife is Mutter to get married to Levi. The moment Shimon died, Ruvain's wife is Usser because now there's two sisters falling to the same man. But now that Shimon's wife dies, so Ruvain's wife goes back to her original Heter of being allowed to marry Levi, so of course she's allowed to marry Levi. Now Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan says, Mesa Shnia Mutter If Shimon's wife died, so then Levi's allowed to marry Ruven's wife. But if Ruven's wife was the one that died, Asr Bishnia, so then Levi is not allowed to marry Shimon's wife. My time, why is that? Any Yavama that I don't say about her when she falls to Yibum, that we have this Pasuk of Yavama Yavay Oleha applying to her, meaning if she doesn't have a Heter Yibum, the moment she falls to Yibum, she's like a brother's wife that has kids and she's Asr forever. And when Shimon died and his wife now falls to Yibum, since her sister was already in the picture, she wasn't Mutter to Yibum, she wasn't allowed to be. Miyabim Levi, because her sister was already there, and she was a chesik ukasai, he's not allowed to marry her, therefore, even though Ruvin's wife died, and now Shimon's wife is the only one that's here, she's not allowed to have Yibam from Levi, because when she fell to Yibam, Levi was not allowed to marry her, so therefore, he's never allowed to marry her, even though it turns out she's the only sister in the picture now. The Gemara asked Rav, Lasli has Rav doesn't hold to that Savara, Vama Rav, Rav himself said, call if I can't say about this woman at the time that she falls to Yibam, Yavama Yavayaleo, She's like the woman of a brother that has kids and she's usher. So you see, Rav himself says that. Why is Rav giving a heter in such a case? So we answer, no. That's only if this woman has an isra da'iraisa to marry the Yavam. But over here, Zika da'rabanon, he's Zika's only da'rabanon. The only time Rav would say that this Yavama would be usher to the Yavam, even though the Siba for her not being allowed to marry him is removed, that's only if the original Siba was an isra da'iraisa. For example, let's say Reuven and Shimon are married to sisters, and then Shimon dies without children. So Shimon's wife is Ruvain's wife's sister, obviously Ruvain is not allowed to marry her. Let's say Ruvain's wife dies, Rav would say that Ruvain is not allowed to be Miyabim Shimon's wife, because the moment Shimon died and his wife fell to Yibam, she was Usr Midai Raisa to marry Ruvain. So in that case, of course, Rav agrees. But in our case, when Shimon's wife is falling to Yibam, to Levi, the only reason she's Usr to marry Levi is because she's a Chaisek Ukasai. She's the sister of Ruvain's wife, so Levi is Zakak to both of them, he's not allowed to marry either of them because of a Chaisek Ukasai. But that's only an Isr Drabanon. The moment that Isra is removed because Ruvain's wife died, so Levi is allowed to marry Shimon's wife. But now, we have our kids of our Mishnah, four brothers, two married to two sisters, and the two brothers married to two sisters die. The two remaining brothers, Levi and Yehuda, they have to do Chalitza and not Yibam. But why would we say that? Why don't we say, let's just say the second brother does Chalitza to the second sister. We'll call him Yehuda doing Chalitza to Rachel. 
So why don't we say now that Levi should be permitted to marry Leah? Because when Leah was the first one that fell, Levi technically could have married her. The only reason why Levi's not allowed to marry her now is because Rachel's in the picture. But now that we take Rachel out of the picture because Yehuda did Chalitza to Rachel, so Levi should be allowed to marry Leah now. Why is it that we're saying that both have to do Chalitza to both sisters? We have a scenario where one of them is allowed to do Yibam. So Amalei Rabbi Yechanan told Rabbi Yechanan, Achayis, this Mishnah of sisters, this Mishnah that we've been learning all along, the one that you just quoted to me, I don't know who taught it. It's not a valid Mishnah. You are 100% right, Rabbi Yechanan. One of these remaining brothers should be allowed to marry one of these sisters, as long as the other sister is taken out of the picture by Chalitza, by the other brother. Now the Gemara is going to go through a series of attempts trying to figure out why Rabbi Yechanan didn't give a different answer. The Gemara says, Why didn't Rabbi Yechanan just tell him, My is nami diktani. What did the Mishnah say when it says, is they have to get Chalitza, that one of them needs Chalitza, not both of them. So really, the Mishnah is a valid Mishnah. The Gemara says that can't be because Chalitza is Ketani. It says Chalitza is plural. Mashma, both of them need Chalitza. The Gemara says, Why didn't Rabbi Yechon suggest that really the Mishnah is valid? But my Chalitza is, what does Chalitza really mean? Chalitza is the Alma. That the Alma, in general, when we have such a case, this woman will need Chalitza. But only one of them needs Chalitza. So we answer the reason why Rabbi Yechon can't answer that is because Hare Elu Ketani. It says, Elu, these need Chalitza. Mashma, that both of these women need Chalitza. Ask the Gemara, Why didn't Rabbi Yechon say that our Mishnah is talking about a specific case? The Chalitz Leila Rishayna Beresha is that the first woman that fell received Chalitza, the second woman that fell now would also need Chalitza. The Gemara answers because the Mishnah says, Chalitza is Chavchasom Alpha Top, Lechatchila Ketani. The word Chalitza is Mashma Lechatchila, he has to give Chalitza to both of them. The Gemara asks, Valimele, why don't Rabbi Yechon just tell him really our Mishnah is valid? It's just that the reason why our Mishnah didn't mention Yibum is because Gezeira Dilma Kadim Chalitz Rishayna Beresha. It's Gezeira that we're not allowed to have any Yibum here. Perhaps he's going to end up doing Chalitza to the first one, then the second one would be Usser. But if you allow one one specific case for Yibum, they might allow Yibum in this case, and in this case, Yibum wouldn't be allowed. The Gemara answers, Let me see because the Mishnah says they are not allowed to get Yibum. The Leka din Yibum Hachaklal. Mashma, there's no din Yibum whatsoever. The Gemara asks, Why don't Rabbi Yechon just tell him that really our Mishnah is valid? And the only reason why we didn't mention Yibum in the Mishnah is because Gzeir Shema Yamos Vatal Mrs. Yibumin. Perhaps after one of them gets Chalitza, the other one's going to die, and now that woman is hanging around waiting for Yibum, but she's not going to end up getting it, and that's going to be a problem of being Mivatal Mrs. Yibumin. So we answer, Rabbi Yechon doesn't suspect that someone's going to die. We ask him, Why didn't Rabbi Yechon just say that our mission is according to Rabbi Lazar? To Amar, Kimon Sha'am to Olive, Shah Achas Be'isr. Since there was a moment that both of these women were Asr to him, Nasr Olive Lamas, she becomes Asr forever. The answer is, Me the Sefer Rabbi Lazar, since the Sefer the mission is Rabbi Lazar, Rasha Lav Rabbi Lazar, the Rasha is not Rabbi Lazar. So we continue asking Vinay Malay, Why didn't Rabbi Yechon tell him to Nafal Bas Achas? It's talking about a case where they both fell simultaneously, Rabbi Yechon here, and our mission is Rabbi Yechon To Amar, Rabbi Yechon holds after the same, same, it's possible that they they fell exactly at the same moment. We answer, Rabbi Yechon doesn't hold that we have a Stam Mishnah like Rabbi Yechon. We ask, why didn't Rabbi Yechon tell him to lay a din in Hainafel Beresha? We simply don't know who fell first, and therefore the whole thing is a Safek, and that's why both of them need Chalitza. Asking Mari Hachi, if so, that which the Mishnah says, that if these brothers did get up and marry these two sisters, you'd see who they have to divorce them. Bishle may understand Rishayna, the first Yavam that married the first Yavama, Amrina Leah, I'm going to tell him, who permitted you to get married to her? You don't know if she's the one that fell first. If she's the one that fell second, and you were over the Isra of Achazikukasai. Alashnia, but regarding the second couple that got married, meaning the second brother married the second Yavama, Amar, that second brother can say, Chavrai, my friend, meaning my brother, Shni Yabim. Really, he married the one that fell second, and he married the one that was Usr. Anar, Yabim, I married the one that fell first. And since we have no way of proving who married whom first, so we might force the first Yavim and Yavama to get divorced, the second Yavim and Yavama, since we have no proof that the second Yavim really did an Isr, we would have to allow them to stay married. Married, but our Mishnah says that both of them have to get divorced. That's how the Mark concludes.
Mishnayis and Yedei Mishnan. That's why Rabbi Yechonon told Rabbi Yosef Ruchanina that I don't know who taught this Mishnah. This Mishnah, four brothers, two married to two sisters, the ones married to the two sisters die and they fall to the two remaining brothers. It does make sense to say that both of them need Chalitza. We have a scenario where one of them gets Chalitza and the other one's allowed to get Yibam. From the fact that our Mishnah says that both of them have to get Chalitza, it must be it's not an authoritative Mishnah and that's why Rabbi Yechonon says, Mishnan, I don't know who taught it. That's not a valid case. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about this case of four brothers, two married to two sisters. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.